Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. All right, and hello, basketball fans. This is Swish. I'm your host, Demetrius Mason. Joining again, my one Darnell Jones. What's up, guys? Man, oh, man, and what a show. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Okay. Can can we? Jimmy must be feeling good today. I need I need to know what Jimmy's feeling. Jimmy must be feeling good. Oh my gosh. gosh. Yeah. Good old Jimmy. Jimmy, what do you think of the Raptors so far? Doo doo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. We got to start there, right? Since you want to start there when we lost, we got to start there when we win. It's got to be where we start. So what, what you got, man? Because I got a feeling you've been wanting to talk about this for a while, man. What's up? Man? Oh, man. Just, just only about 48 hours. That's only it. 48 hours. Okay. My guy, Jimmy. My guy, Jimmy, came through in the clutch. Yeah. And – okay, go ahead. No, you can go. I'll let you go first. All right, so let's go back to what was that? Monday night. Monday night? Mm-hmm. So, all right. First, we were entering the game. I didn't know what to believe. I didn't know what to think. I didn't know what Sixers team would show up. But one thing we do know is Philadelphia pulled out the victory 94-89, led by Jimmy Butler with 30 points, 11 rebounds, giving Philadelphia the closer that they paid for in his 42 minutes. He was 9 for 22 from the field. Joel Embiid in his 32 minutes, finally eclipsing 30 minutes. He gave you 12 points, 6 rebounds. Ben Simmons overexerting himself for 44 minutes. He gives you 6 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. And for Toronto, Toronto was led by Kawhi Leonard with 35 points, 13 to 24 from the field, 21 from Pascal Siakam, 20 from Kyle Lowry, but it was not enough as Jimmy Butler just was too much in the end. So um, exactly how do you feel after this win? Do you feel that you guys – how do I put it? Do you feel you guys have the advantage in the series being – being tied 1-1 going back home, or do you feel that you were holding on to dear life for that victory in the second half? I can feel like both. Both? Okay. I'm allowed to feel both. Just, just trying to check the temperature in the room. So the first thing, first off, I must say, I do hate how this team never plays as seriously in game one. It's very annoying. Um, I don't know why that is. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, I knew game two they were going to play harder. I didn't know they were actually going to be able to stop a team for the first time this postseason. Um, that was impressive to me that first half. They put on a performance. Um, and 
I mean, I knew Kawhi was going to start. I mean, Kawhi was scoring the entire game anyway, so he's just going to do that to us. It's just, no one can guard him. It's fine. Um, what I was actually surprised, stunned, mm-hmm. flabbergasted about, Brett Brown made an adjustment that worked. Um, what was that adjustment? Was it defensively? Yes, that was putting Embiid on Siakam because Siakam then lost the ability to just bully him down low, mm-hmm. which had been the problem. And you just got to trust that Marcus Saw can't really take um, Tobias Harris or whoever you put on him into the post, and he could not. And so you're taking away the second best option, Siakam, and you're doing really what teams do to Ben Simmons and what you saw, and we'll talk about this later. Um, but what the Celtics did game one against um, Giannis. But the big on the guy who likes to drive and just bully, and then you make them adjust. And the Raptors weren't ready for it. They didn't adjust. Siakam had a rough game. Couldn't get as many offensive rebounds. And that was the other thing that I this team, annoying as they are sometimes, um, they went and got every offensive rebound. I mean, they were hustling for everything out there. James Ennis has been the most – Assistant player of the series, which I don't know if that's a good thing, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it is what it is at this point, and he was playing huge, huge for us in that game. Um, but in the third quarter, I could feel it. Everyone felt it. I was like, are the Sixers really about to blow this game? And oh, they yeah. were. Yeah. They were looking I mean, for every excuse to blow that game. But yeah. Butler, that's what you paid a guy for, right? Yeah, but before that happened, I want to make this this point. Um, I knew we were going to win the game when we were up six going into the fourth. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping, praying to the basketball gods, I'm like, please tell me he's about to sit Kawhi Leonard. If he does that, we can stop him. I was like, please tell me. I mean, the dude's human. He played 42 minutes, right? So he's got to sit. But I was like, please sit him. Because I was like, if they start him, I was like, they're just going to go on this run. They're going to finish this runoff, right, mm-hmm. and take this lead. They sat him for two, three minutes. And those two, three minutes, the six-point lead went to an 11-point lead. It's a five-point swing. We needed every one of those. You could tell we won by five. And I just right then I was like, okay, we have enough space. Jimmy, take us home. And, I mean, yeah, this has been his job. It's been what he's been doing all season. Because um, that team was about to fold like a chair, but Jimmy Butler was there, and I mean, he hit every shot, every single one. Um, and it comes down to late in the game, up three. Um, Kyle, first off, Kyle Lowry hit two big threes. Which I was like, "Are you serious with this?" <laughs> I was going to be like, "Is the game broken? Right. This this is glitchy." Shout out to Kyle Lowry. Like Kyle Lowry's hitting shots, what clutch shots? It's like, come on. But then the, the sliders went back to normal, and Kyle Lowry falls down as he's <laughs> prone to do. <laughs> and they still get an open look. I was like, can we just not let a three? And Danny Green gets an open look for a three and just missed it. Just missed it, yeah. I'll take it. You got close. 32 minutes, three points for Danny Green. Danny Green, you got to be better than that. One for six from three. Plus 14, plus minus, so. I guess he wasn't that bad. You look at the bench, man. I need something. Fred, Fred Van Fleet, can I get something? 18 minutes. I need more than zero points. Norman Powell, 15 minutes. I need more than three points. 
13 minutes for Ibaka, I need more than two points, five shot attempts, and one rebound. He had as many turnovers as rebounds. I need more than that from Serge Ibaka, too. I don't, I don't need any more. Okay. The biggest, that's the biggest difference in the game to me if you look at Greg Monroe and James Ennis off the bench with 23, and you got five off the bench for Toronto. Yeah, good point, though. I forgot about Greg Monroe. Greg Monroe turning around, hitting jump hooks, hitting everything. Mm -hmm. Better than Embiid for a big part of the game. Um, In Embiid's defense, he hit that huge turner, that huge spin move in the post. We needed that. Um, That was a big time shot. Um, And yeah, Jimmy and Embiid were just like everybody else. Y'all could just move. Everyone else just get out of the way. It's fine. We don't trust any of y'all to hit anything. Um, the other player's been consistent, I should point out. It's J.J. Redick. I mean, he's been huge. Without him, we wouldn't we wouldn't get 90. Um, up, so He was only four from 10 and two of eight from three. But those threes, you need those two threes. You need those other two baskets that he got. You need those 11 points. And even his four spacing, you just need all of that to make you got – you guys are – a team that needs everyone to kind of do what they do. Even if they what they're doing isn't working at the time, you still need it. Yeah. I mean, Tobias Harris, he's kind of struggling. Um, it's kind of banking on him to be a mismatch out there. He is not. This is the conversation that we were having, and I told you, if I had anyone that I needed that I would – say it's going to have to be this is going to be Tobias Harris and here we are and he's struggling a little bit yeah I'm not as surprised as probably you are but it's not that I'm surprised I you know last year he just looked good I mean you've you know my thoughts on Tobias Harris from before he joined our team he's on my team now I just know what a what a team looks like or I just know what a player looks like that's he's, – he's one of those inconsistent players. Not that it's necessarily a bad thing, but everyone in the league is not built to have great performances every game. I don't, he's just not that level of player in my eyes. Yeah, not, not um, yet, at least. Yeah. So, yeah. And second game that we had Monday night, we had Portland at Denver. Nikola Jokic pulls out the victory for Denver, 121-113, with his 37 points, nine rebounds. Damian Lillard led the way for Portland with 39. Also, C.J. McCollum, 16 points. Enos Cantor, 26 points, seven rebounds. Really good effort from him. 23 from Jamal Murray, 19 from Paul Millsap. And I think it's time that we give Jokic some due. I was earlier in, this, in the first round matchup, I said, I don't, I, this, don't quote me exactly, but I said something along the lines of Jokic is not the superstar that can just go get 30 every yep. night. And after I said yep. that, he's been the superstar that can go get 30 at night. And yep. – He's proven that they were second in the, in the West for a reason, and 
even though Portland's playing well, we know how Denver can score. And if Denver can get in the 120s, having that home court advantage, that's going to play into their favor. But I still like Portland to be competitive in this series. So we'll see what happens in game two. Game two is tonight. Any thoughts on this eight or on this game? Um, I mean, Jokic was phenomenal. Um, my big my big takeaway was Portland better figure out first off, first off, first off, Damian Lillard cannot be on Jamal Murray because they're just gonna run him through a thousand screens. Okay, um, I think he's got. Go I got all right. I got another question. I'm gonna wait though. Okay, well, thank you for waiting. And <laughs> sorry, I cut you off. Sorry, I cut you off. Sorry, sorry. No, nah, you're fine. You're fine. I just want to. All right, so I'm gonna just ask you since we're here. As well now. Who's been, the best, who's been the best center of the playoffs? Mm, I mean, it's been. I, this is. That's not really a fair question because. How? I, How is it not fair? It's been Jokic, but I mean, he's playing against dudes who don't play defense, though. Let's just be so real. My question is if Jokic is the best player in the playoffs, is there a conversation to be had of Jokic being better than Embiid going into the next season? It's just they're playing two. I mean, I get. Yeah, I guess. Just, I'm not ready to have this discussion because I know you're not. You're not. Sorry. Embiid playing Marcus on search of Baca. Dude's going up, bro. He's getting guarded by Miles Leonard. I don't want to hear that. And Enos Cancer doesn't play any defense. Stephen Adams has scored on Enos Cancer. Just be just, just ask. But see, now you're making me because I knew you were going to ask that. No, I'm making you mad. It's not even making me mad. It's just I have to be factual about it. Because Jokic was phenomenal. It's like that's the other part. I don't know what the what the Blazers are gonna do about it. I really don't. I don't really have any answer. Um well I think the the first answer would be, like I was gonna say, you can't put Dame on Jamal Murray. It's gonna run him through a thousand screens and it's just they had, he he can't Rotate quick enough. You don't want him on Jokic. I think you just got to put Harkless or Aminu on Murray and just put put Dame on a corner somewhere with Gary Harris or something. Just live with that. I don't know why they kept putting Dame on Jamal Murray. I was like, this is it's not working clearly. And then just hiring him out and just running him through a thousand screens. They took him off him in the second half, but I mean, at least Dame started scoring. They didn't really stop anything. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jokic was phenomenal. The, the the Nuggets bench was phenomenal. Everyone was hitting threes. It seemed like every time the Chilliblazers, I was like, "Oh, here comes Dame." Nope, they would just hit another three. Um, I, but Portland's defense was not good. Um, and this isn't about Jokic was phenomenal, but even when he went to the bench, they were doing things like doubling Plumlee in the post, leaving dudes open for threes. And I was like, "What are you doing? Like, make Plumlee score. Plumlee had a good game. Make him score. You cannot. You can't give up both." You know what I mean? You can't just keep giving up open threes. At all game, they were just doing it. And Beasley and Morris were just hitting them. If they're going to come up the bench and get open threes and just drain them, I mean, you know, I don't know. So now I'm wondering, you know, was the Blazers' defense that bad or was the Spurs' defense that good all series? You didn't really see them explode like that. Um, I guess we'll find out in game two. But, yeah, I think CJ also has to be a little better. Score some more yeah, points. CJ CJ's been struggling as of late. I think once CJ can once he has a great game, then I think 
Portland's going to be back on track. I think they need CJ to get into a rhythm for them to be performing at their best. So we'll see what happens tonight. Tonight, we do have Portland-Denver game two. What are your projections? Who are you taking in that game? Even though even though we usually do that for last, we might as well argue. I'm going to take the Blazers. I picked the Nuggets to win game one because, you know, game one. Um, Blazers looked a little rusty early, which I predicted yeah. correctly. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to take Portland in this game, too. Just because I, I think this series – I don't think Denver can go up 2-0. Well, I think, I think they every game right. Yeah, talk about that, how I got every game right. Oh, gosh. Just saying. All right. Let's talk about, <laughs> you got it right. All right, whatever. Let's talk, about, let's talk about last night's games. Let's get to the nitty-gritty. First, let's go to Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Versus Boston. Milwaukee pulls out the victory, 123-102. Giannis led the way for Milwaukee with 29 points to go with 10 rebounds. Chris Middleton, a big showing from him, 28 points, 7 of 10 from 3, 7 rebounds, 21 from Eric Eric Bledsoe, excuse me, 10 off the bench from George Hill. Boston, a very, very tough night scoring. 17 for Marcus Morris to lead the way. Al Horford with 15. Jalen Brown with 16. And struggles from Jason Tatum. 2 of 10 from the field. 0 of 2 from 3. Minus 18. Gordon Hayward off the bench. 30 minutes. Minus 30. 5 points in 30 minutes. 9. 4 of 18 shooting for Kyrie Irving in his 30 minutes. A lot of things to discuss here. Now, what did you see from both teams in this matchup. Now, this caught me way off guard. Um, even though I got it right, I didn't think that the Bucks were going to – You didn't think it was going to be a blowout? Nah, I did not. I didn't I didn't really trust – I didn't believe in them enough to do this. I thought they were going to win off of desperation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a game two. It's at home. You got you to gotta win the game, right? Yeah. Um, after losing game one. Um, and, you know, that's what you're going to see, but – I mean, Giannis was back to being phenomenal. The Bucks did a lot of interesting things. They were running off-ball screens. They are like, we're going to get you off Al Horford, and if he had anyone else on him, you saw him with Tatum on him a couple times, Hayward. They can't deal with him. Um, it's basically Horford, and so I don't know what they're going to do with those screens. But then, I mean, Giannis, the series is hitting threes. So, you know, I thought that was just a game. One thing, he hit a couple last night, and I was just like, oh, this is – they hit that big one in the third, and I was like, this is kind of wrong. Yeah. If he's hitting that, I mean, okay. If, if Milwaukee's going to make 23s, yeah, you're Boston, not, you're not being... Boston is in trouble because they can make 10. They, may, they made their 10. But <laughs> so like, you get in the 20s, or the three, I, Boston's not that kind of score team. And you just saw, man, if – Milwaukee can get the spacing that they need. And a lot of that had to do with changing up their starting lineup, adding Meritage, mm-hmm. getting Giannis in space again and allow him to be effective. And it wasn't as crowded around the rim for him. So you saw him with an advantage to get out the shooters and kind of get back to playing the Milwaukee Bucks basketball that we've been accustomed to this season. 
You want to know what else helped? A lot of bricks. That helps you run the pace, you know. Um, the Celtics' offense wasn't as deathly efficient as it was in game one where the Bucks had to be in the half court. Um, and so the game started going up and down, up and down, up and down. And the first half, I think it was, it was like 59 to 55. And I was like, I don't know if the Celtics can actually keep up with this pace. And they could not because the Bucks just kept scoring, scoring, scoring. Mm-hmm. And it ended up basically just both teams like doubled their production. Celtics actually scored. And, yeah, I mean, when you're when, when Milwaukee's getting threes like that and Boston's relegated to a lot of tough, long, fadeaway, long twos by Kyrie Irving over seven-footers, add another seven-footer to the starting lineup, that matters. And a lot of times on those pick-and-rolls, you see Kyrie Irving looking to get to that pull-up and that, that hand's there a lot quicker than it was in game one. Before that was a clean look. And now they're, they're hard-hedging him a little, a, little, a little more, just giving him some different looks. And he, he struggled a little bit. And I'm interested to see how he gets out of that struggle. Because in game one, you saw him post up a little bit. I don't know yeah. if they go back to that. I don't know if you really can rely on a steady diet of – Kyrie Irving post-ups to, to beat a team like this. So this is where the adjustments are made. You saw Budenhoser make his adjustments from game one. This is where Brad Stevens has to step up and it's time for him to make his. We need to see if Boston's going to have a chance to win this series, we're going to need to see Jason Tatum have a great offensive performance because in the first two games, that's just not enough. And yeah, I don't know. You're gonna see that. <laughs> I'm just just saying, if they if they want to have a chance, they're going to need Jason Tatum or Gordon Hayward and or Gordon Hayward to step it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I, I, Kyrie Irving is going to have an off night. I'm not surprised that he had an off night, but yeah, he's human. Exactly. I completely agree with Hayward. He was um, right after we praise him every time. Every time with this team, man. It's so hey, annoying. This is why they're a four seed. This is them back to being a four seed. This is – I don't know, man. I don't even know what to think of this series anymore because it's – I'm happy I didn't freak out and go the Darnell route. Yeah, I'm picking the Celtics. Wow. Hey, after game one, I was confident in the Celtics, man. Probably because I had been I had, I had been on the other side for so long. I'm like, man, nah. I've seen it. They no, they're not going to catch me. No, but it's all right. They got you again. They got you again. I told you, it's not like I can officially change my pick. I did pick Milwaukee to win the series, but you know where it is. What it is. I my picks are in. I might contradict myself another three times in this series. But that's why we do podcasts, because you can go back and listen to the nonsense that we said last time and listen to me try to clean it up. Oh, man. I don't remember. You didn't – did you pick the Celtics to win game two? I don't remember if you did that. You might have. I think I did. I did. I, I picked the Celtics to win game two, and I thought Milwaukee would figure it out in game three, but they figured it out closer or sooner, a lot sooner than anybody thought. Yeah, definitely. Like you said, give uh, Coach Boonhoser credit. I mean, that's – they made huge adjustments, freed up Giannis, started running the pace, that starting Meritish in the starting lineup. Got a way to free up Bledsoe as well. That was huge. I mean, he had 20. We talked about how he was a bad match for this team. Yeah. Um, 
And so I think I think actually the Celtics kind of helped them figure it out by starting uh, Morris and Horford. If you're going to go big, oh, so that means we could put Meritus out? Yeah, Morris is going to get 17 points, but that means our offense can now flow a lot easier. Yeah. Um, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and so now what? Because And the other problem is I don't know if the Celtics have anyone who they could just plug in and say, all right, well, now we just want to expose Meritits. Let's sit Morris and start who? Does that mean is Tatum going to just abuse Meritits? I don't think so. No. Like, that's the problem. He's um, a, Tatum is another long two-jump shot taker. Yeah. There, there's, so, there's too much Kobe Bryant influence on this team, man. Yeah. Those long twos, the math of those long twos. It made, it made some sense when Kobe was doing it, but no. Those days are over. Yeah, they are over. Speaking of which, I don't know how to segue it, so I'm just going to keep talking, I guess. Um, last night, Warriors-Rockets, if you can hear the disappointment in my voice, it's because, well, let's. I guess we got to start for – I'm, I'm going to let you do this. Go ahead, do the summary. Warriors-Rockets, Warriors pull out the victory, 115-109. Led by Kevin Durant with 29, Steph Curry with 20, 21 from Klay Thompson, 16 from Iguodala, 15 from Draymond Green to go with 12 rebounds and seven assists. And for Houston, 29 points for James Harden, 18 for Chris Paul, Austin Rivers surprisingly off the bench with 14, 15 from Eric Gordon, 13 from P.J. Tucker, and 14 from Clint Capella. 10 rebounds apiece for Tucker and Capella, double-doubles for both of those guys. And regardless, it still was not enough. As Golden State got to an advantage early, they got the lead early, and they just never relinquished. Mm -hmm. Um, Early in the first quarter, a couple things happened. Steph Curry hurt his left hand trying to go for a, a steal on Clint Capella. And oh, James Harden. gosh, he dislocated his left middle finger. And if you saw the images, oh, gosh, was out of place. And it just looked so gross. And yeah. early on, you saw James Harden get poked in the eye from Draymond Green. He had a lacerated eyelid. Both of his eyes were just bloodshot red. He didn't look he, – he played his normal game, but he wasn't exceptional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you kind of worry or you kind of wonder how much it played a factor into his performance. You had mm-hmm. to think it had to a little bit. There's there's going to be a break between games for Golden State. Golden State doesn't play again until Saturday night. So that gives him a little time to heal. Yeah. In the fourth, he was, uh, he was actually great. Mm-hmm. But – when the second and third, he just didn't look the same. He had a couple air balls in there. You kind of like, yeah, that's that's not him. I got an air ball shots. Yeah. Um, yeah. Houston started off too slow. 20, 29, 20 at the end of the first quarter. And then after that, you see 29 apiece in the second quarter. 26, 24, Houston wins the third quarter. Houston wins the fourth quarter, 34, 33. But that, those, that lead that they bank or that they relinquished early, it just was too much for him to overcome. 
man, where in the world is Andre Godala coming from? That's what I want to know. He just all of a sudden, he's got pogo sticks and he can just jump again. Surprisingly, he's leading the playoffs in dunks. Every time you see Iguodala, he's catching that alley-oop. He gets a breakaway dunk. At 35 years of age, and last year's postseason, he looked like a man that just wasn't himself. He was breaking down, but now he just looks healthy. And yeah, who knows where this comes from, but every time the Hampton Five starts, good things come up, come about, and here we are. You see Draymond Green being effective again. Absolutely. And Iggy's also hitting threes. That's just unfair. I mean, if Iggy is going to hit threes with any consistency, I don't know. You don't. You can't. You, you can't really do anything. Um, and yeah, and the big part with Iggy's like rebirth of athleticism, they can do that Draymond Green pick mid pop, and then he just throws up oops because Iggy's just going to go catch him apparently. So they don't yeah, need Draymond Green is going to make the right play. Yeah. So they don't need the big of like a loony out there to catch those alley oops. It's just okay, boom, boom, checkerboard pass. There's Iggy on the other end of an oop. Um which I mean it does I mean it is beautiful to watch. Don't be wrong. It's it's pretty last night I was just like, man, Iggadala's just killing these dudes. That was my like big thing. I was like, Iggadala and Draymond are killing these dudes. And if they're going to do that to you, you know, I don't know what you do because and give Draymond credit too. We talked a lot during the season. Um, your guy, your boy, my I defended for a while and then couldn't keep defending because he looked bad in the regular season. But he was told with a hilarious story. He was told to get in shape. Um, they started getting in shape apparently, and now he looks just fine. You'd be surprised what physical conditioning can do for you out there on the basketball court. I tried to tell your boy the same thing, and you start to see that the scoring, his scoring's dipped a little bit. Maybe if his, you know, but that's another story for another day. Why you got? Why you really had to go? You that's brought it that's up. Three different games you've made about Joel Embiid. So, so nobody's going to hold him accountable at all. Nobody. Can I'm say only accountable. I told you about Joel Embiid. Like, crack jokes. Everyone in the league. No one can say a word about him because he's, what, bigger than everybody? No, 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 no. You're right. You're right. He's been playing like trash this series. I guess I haven't said it on the podcast now. He's been garbage. He's been absolutely terrible. I said it last time. He's, you know, he's been bad. What do you want me to do? Just saying. But you, you ain't have to make Warriors Rockets about him, though. I so did. You're just talking about getting in shape. I'm just saying. Anyway. If he wants to be the, uh, if he wants to be a different beast, you know what to do. I mean, I agree. But back back to this, I think. So a couple big takeaways, right? Because mm-hmm. now that I think the Warriors are going to win in five, I'm officially just, I'm shortening that. Um, I think the Rockets are going to win Game Three, and then that'll be the end of that. Ugh. Pure desperation, and then the Warriors will wake up Game Four and just finish it off. But. Um, Kevin Durant is now – he is no longer, like – I mean, he's I, you, he's always been the best player on the team. I think he is so much of a necessity now. Mm-hmm. You saw it in the fourth region. It was like, you got to get Kevin Durant back in this game because I don't know if these teams can close him out. <laughs> like, and, dude, he's unstoppable. I've never – I've 
he's in that rare mode of every time he takes a shot. The last time I felt like this was, I think, Steph. Regular season Steph on the MVP year. Every time he takes a shot, if it doesn't go in, you're now surprised. You're like, that didn't go in? Yeah. But this hasn't been the greatest step show in this playoffs. And the fact that they haven't missed a beat and they can lose Boogie, they cannot have a great Steph and reinvent themselves so many different times. Like, they're not even a great three-point shooting team right now. They're just nope. a great team. They're just playing great basketball. Yeah. And it's Draymond and Iggy. That's where it's coming from. I mean, when you get 14, 14 from them, it's like a okay, well, step in Obviously, a lot of it is Kevin Durant, too, just being. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Durant's the best player in the league right now. No, nah, I don't even know if it's that close, to be honest. Either what he's doing on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, I would say he's the best player. I, I would say it is close. It's Ooh. fairly close with Kawhi. All right, you know, a good point. Good point. That's a solid point. Kawhi, I was like, who are you t- oh, Okay, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah Kawhi Leonard. That guy, yeah. He's, he's been – yeah, he's really, really good. But I would definitely give Kevin Durant the nod. But, I mean, I'm not going to pretend like LeBron doesn't exist. I do understand that he's not in the playoffs, so he doesn't count. But he still plays in the league. And I'm not going to just sit here and just act like he's not in the conversation because he is. I am. So. <laughs> That's fine. Um. But, I mean, obviously LeBron's great. But, I mean, Kevin Durant right now, dude, I mean, I'm watching. I'm like, what do you even do? He's just chilling. This is just just recency bias. That's all. It's not recency bias. I would do the same. I'm doing the same thing. But, yes, LeBron is still great. (laughs) Hold up. Now, you know what? This isn't about you. This isn't about you. I'm not making an argument about you. But. But the consensus is that now LeBron's like outside the top three. I don't know if we would be saying that if we can watch everyone play. That's why I call him recency bias. Whose fault is that? Hey. I'm not not defending. I don't have – I'm not defending the Lakers. That team is terrible. No one told you to lose to the – no one told you to lose – Late season games to the Suns and the Pelicans and the Hawks what? and the Cavs yeah. and the Knicks, maybe. Yeah, but whatever. We're here, and yeah, it is recency bias. Our whole podcast is recency bias. It's kind of the point. So I'm gonna, I'm with it. Yeah. <laughs> no problem with it. We have we even had segments dedicated to recency bias. Who's the best player this week? That's true. Right after- it's not even close. And my recency bias is that Jokic is better than Embiid. Yeah, that's okay. Anyway, um, see now you're gonna make. I like Jokic too. This I'm is this is this is my thing. This has always been my thing with Jokic. It's been that he's good, and he's so good that people overstate how good he is sometimes, to the point where you have to defend it the other way. Now, as of right now, though, he's been playing better than Embiid. He's been phenomenal. Dude, at 37, I can't really – 37, I think, like, eight assists, right? Something stupid like that. Yeah. I'm dumb. So, whatever the case may be, I mean, yeah, I can't really 
Uh, I'm in a tough spot here, Embiid. You got to play better, dog. I can't really, can't really help you right now. Get over that stomach thing. Stop eating Cheetos. And just, I don't know what to do. Yeah, told you, man. It's all in the diet. He really had a, he really had a gastrointestinal problem. Like after we talked about this, as soon as I heard that, I started. I was like, oh, <laughs> you this had is. to laugh because you. I was like, it, sound, it sounds like I was hating so much, but it's so it, it, was, it was just the truth. Like it just that just sounded bad. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's. <laughs> um, but no, one thing I did want to say about raucous words, mm-hmm. and here is the issue, and here is the reason. Warriors, come out to play. I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. Y'all know who I am. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry go ahead. Darnell now realize he has to reach his uh, soundbite quota for the day. Yes, so there we go. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Oh my god! Um, but no, the the big thing to me is that Chris Paul cannot go on dominant stretches anymore, and that's just that's just what it is. Um, you saw last year whenever they would get in danger, um, Chris Paul would just reach. He would go and he would just go on the little dominant spurt of just ten points. Boom, 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 boom. Right, just off of savvy moves, he was just quick enough. Obviously, he's always been smart enough. He just and and his clutch ability was there. Now he doesn't seem as willing to take those shots, and the reason is because he's not as good. I, mean, I don't want to say that he's not as good, but I don't know if his body can afford him to play that way. I think he's well, at a point where if he does try to overexert himself, that's where it leads to soft tissue injuries, and I think the last thing that Houston would need is an t- untimely injury from Chris Paul. Well, now that you're down 2 0, you might want to. You might want to try it. Yeah, you got to try it. Yeah, I, I agree. Hey, what else are you going to do? <laughs> this is the series now. True. Um, but yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so, yeah, only one game tonight, right? Only Uh-oh. one game Portland at Denver. I'm going to go with Portland. So are you. Nine o'clock TNT game two, the only game of the night. They're going to force us to watch this game. What? First off, I'm uh, I'm going to stop you. I think this series is. I think that series is going to be fun. I'm not saying that it's not going to be fun. I'm just saying they're going to force us to watch this series because people don't watch Denver in the regular season. I mean, it's, it is what it is. Cool. I agree with this. Watch it. But can I get a can I get a quick shout out Go to ahead. the NBA schedule makers giving us a couple of things? Thank you, thank you guys so much. First, giving us a night off. <laughs> I can giving, sleep. Us the, giving us the right games on the weekend. That's the that's what we shout out the schedule makers for. The right games and no Saturday night game. Oh. There is a Saturday night game. No, there's not. I think there's one at like. It's one. Golden State, Houston. Yeah, but it's not – you know what I mean. They're not hitting us with the Saturday at 8 and then Saturday at 10. No, it's no doubleheader. Yeah, it's a doubleheader. It's at 9, all right? Yeah, I think so. Perfect. Got things to do Saturday night, man. Can watch that and still, you know. Yeah, I I appreciate it. And actually, that series might be just about over, so. No, that's game three. Oh, no, that's game three. That's right. They're doing that. I forgot. They're off to Saturday. 
it feels kind of over though. Right now, what do you think is going to be the what? Which series do you think is going to go the longest? If you had to pick Boston, Milwaukee. No, Milwaukee or Philadelphia, Philadelphia and Toronto. One of those two. Because I'm not confident picking either side right now. Because I don't. I feel like after one, I don't know. That's the one. That's just the one. Both of them. Yeah. Both, both of those two. Eastern Conference. I, I don't know who's the best. This is why we wanted these four teams in the Eastern Conference semifinals. Because these are the best four teams that have been in the East all year. And we want to see them battle their out. That's true. Also, another point, another question I wanted to say. Have you seen Game of Zones this year? No. It's phenomenal. It's it's actually a lot better and it was already great. You should watch it. Um, that's it. I'll do that. That's my that's my uh that's it. That's my <laughs> That's your recommendation for the day. Yeah, that's my recommendation for the day. Um <laughs> my no, recommendation is to get some sleep before you go see Endgame because that movie is long. Yes. <laughs> That's my recommendation. No long is a, is it good? Yes, it, it is good, but I went to the theater at 135 and I walked out at like 455. Yes, to be expected. It's the end game, man. No, I gotta watch it this weekend. I gotta watch it soon. But anyway, I don't even it's, it's it's the end game, but it's impossible for it to be the end game. Thank you. I haven't seen the movie yet, but just know, as someone who follows this stuff, I don't follow it. I'm not a nerd. I don't really like. I can't talk about it. Really? Really, but it's impossible for that to be the end game. But that's all I'm gonna say about it. For anyone that didn't see the movie yet, and you're a nerd, and it's okay. Um, I'll be a nerd. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, this is another <laughs> playoff edition of Swish. Um, again, a lot of fun, I think. So Wednesday is Nuggets Blazers, right? And then Thursday is a doubleheader again? Yeah. So Friday morning? Mm, sounds good to me. Sounds good to me, too. All right, cool, cool, cool. But yeah, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, yeah, Nuggets Blazers tonight's going to be fun. If you guys haven't watched, um, this series is going to be explosive. It's going to be a lot of high-scoring points um, yeah. up and down the place. So, yeah, definitely be sure to tune into that one. Um, and, yeah, hopefully we keep going. This, the playoffs just keep heating up, keeping up. These series are about to get a little chippier as we go along. We haven't seen anything yet, but you're going to start seeing it. Uh, can't wait. Um, yeah. Uh, for Darnell Jones, was Demetrius Mason, another great edition of Swish. And next time, Friday, we'll be back and better than ever. And uh, until next time.